Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we've got a crazy story of a stranger grabbing somebody on the street and revenge against them. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, how I got my boss's job and my co-workers a 15% raise. To the backstory, this all happened in an EU country, I don't say which one, sorry. I did my apprenticeship in a mid to big sized factory as a machine operator. After I completed my apprenticeship, I worked in the production for around a month, then I got called into the office and they asked me if I can do some holiday replacement. So I said yes, why not? Better hours and clean work. I got taught the systems, which was pretty easy because I manufactured those parts for a year. After my coworker came back from their vacation, they asked me to stay and become a part of their team. So I said yes, sounds good. So I was now working in the sale and quality department. Now to the present time, seven years later, our team increased from five workers to 15 because of restructuring, which helped us a lot. My boss retired this last fall, and after Christmas, we got a new young boss around my age, 27, who was a major jerk and sexist. We got a few weeks before him a new hire, a lovely young girl, age 19, which I trained her. If you're new, you're doing some error, which is totally fine in my opinion. So I come in last Tuesday to hear my new boss screaming like a maniac at this young girl. I asked her what happened, and she said she filled the wrong form, which happens even to me. My boss noticed it and screamed at her, I paraphrased it, You stupid little sloth, how dumb can you be to fill out the wrong form? I should fire you and make sure that you never find any work in this field again. Coworkers started crying at this point. Then my boss stormed into his office and slammed the door shut. I asked my coworker if she's okay and she was still sobbing, so I brought her a coffee and took her to our office grandma. Everyone loves her so much. I was at this point pretty pissed and told everyone what happened. After they learned what he did to our new co-worker, three stormed into his office and quit after 25 years in this company. My boss said to them that they're worthless and overpaid. They told us that and a plan was formed. Everyone will quit except for me now. What my boss didn't know yet is we had a huge customer audit happening in three weeks, which I'm the only one certified to prepare for. If we fail this, it would cost us 15 to 20 million euros, and the customer would pull the contract. So after my boss learned that the whole department quit except for me, he was even more pissed. He said, hey, why the heck did everyone quit? I said, maybe because you're a jerk and a sexist pig. He said, what did you just say, you jerk? I said, you know what I said, and do you remember the big audit in three weeks by customer X? He said, yeah, what's about that? I said, you know that I'm the only one certified to prepare it, right? He said, yeah, and I quit as well because I don't want to work for such a jerk boss. See ya. And walked right out to my other co-workers to say goodbye in the whole factory. The production vice president noticed it and asked what happened, so I told him, and he was pissed. He called the CEO, which I knew pretty well, and said, Robert, the crap hit the fan big time. Come down to the production floor now. The CEO asked if it's important, and the VP said, If you want to pass the audit in three weeks, 
Then move your butt down here now. So the CEO came running down with the entire sea suits and asked what's so important. Then I piped up and said our whole department quit today and won't come back until this mother of a boss gets removed and fired. Then they asked what happened and we told them. They were mad and asked how they could fix it. I said fire him and hire a better fit. Because I held most of the trainings and qualifications, they asked me, which I gladly said yes. So we took off to my new office with my old apartment and the CEO in tow. My boss saw me and said arrogantly, decided to come back and beg for your job, you little R-word. I said, nah, just to inspect my new office, because you're fired by now. He laughed and said that I'm under him and only the CEO can fire him. So the CEO came around the little corner and said to my boss, get the freak out of my company. You are fired and I make sure that every company knows what you did. My ex-boss was white as a sheet. After that, the CEO called the police and reported him trespassing. In the end, I got a 70,000 raise and a bonus option, which I declined, and asked if we could split it for my coworkers. I don't need that much money, a million euros worth of bonuses. My CEO agreed and everyone got their job back, and we completed the audit without any fails. The customer was happy, and so are we too. Okay, so like, I understand OP says they don't need that much money, but who turns down a million euros? Can I have it, please? Just a crumb? Our next story is, former manager made my life heck, and I finally got her fired. I was desperate to join a new job after my husband and I were both laid off last year. When I was offered a new role, I knew it would be a step down from what I was doing, but the manager and the team seemed great, and that part hadn't changed. However, since my manager Gary was so busy, he basically offloaded me to another manager, Jane. I was supposed to be the connection point between my team and Jane, but it quickly became Jane micromanaging me. She would ask me to work through lunch, move or cancel vacation days, call at 11pm on weekends, and order me around on phone calls. She also made nasty comments about my weight and said I was big for my race. The list of personal slights was so long that it filled three pages. I would talk back to her and she didn't like that, and that provoked her more. I only stayed because we needed to pay the bills. Finally, I had a mental breakdown on a Friday afternoon after she yelled at me for something trivial about scheduling a meeting without including someone from her team who I didn't know about. I was dealing with a family tragedy and couldn't take it anymore. I told Gary about the situation with Jane, and he was sympathetic and not at all surprised considering half her team quit. He immediately offered to move me to a different team under him. I was thrilled. Well, turns out that going to the new team didn't help. Jane continued to order me around from afar. When I ignored her emails, she came to my desk one day and started loudly talking about how I'm not qualified for this role. Gary overheard and finally told her off, but the verbal abuse did not stop. After two months there, I abruptly wrote my resignation letter and stapled the list of Jane's offensive comments and CC'd everyone. Gary offered a bunch of accommodations to try to keep me, but seeing how she was still provoking from afar, I said the only way for me to stay would be for her to go, and he didn't have the authority to let her go. Her manager was in a different country, and despite several HR complaints from at least five people, nothing was done. So I left, loudly and without shame, telling everyone exactly why I was leaving. Times were very bad for three months. 
There were nights we would eat slices of bread just so we could pay the mortgage and emergency expenses from a health crisis and a funeral. Even after we found a job, we were still catching up on bills and still are. I spent months applying to 5 to 10 roles per day, sometimes over 20. Last month I saw a public memo about a big shot from a former company joining the company I just left. I used to work with this guy closely and texted him a, congrats, let me know if you need any insights on the new place. We had a quick call where I told him some ins and outs, where I thought they could innovate. After this call, he asked me to join the team as his chief of staff. I accepted. Imagine Jane's shock when we had our first all-hands call. All the VPs and above were asked to welcome the new Big Shot in a giant conference room. In Big Shot's speech, he breezed over that I'll be his chief of staff, along with a few key names. I now sat two levels above Jane, and apparently within the three months I was not there, the other half of her team turned over. Every single person left. Gary was excited for me and said all nice things. However, Jane took the classless route and sent Big Shot an email about how I'm an unqualified idiot, that I used to work for her, how I tried to get her fired, and that she suspects I lied to get ahead. She didn't even try to be fake nice. Big Shot forwarded me her email and asked what this was about. I was so nervous and excited. Little did Jane know, I was a director at Big Shot's competitor company and was already a level above her. So two levels isn't a big leap and I worked with him for five years. I had an hour call with Big Shot and told him she was bad for the company culture and was a nasty person in general. But the evidence he needed was Gary confirming that her whole team is turnover. My prior resignation letter, which was still sitting on my desktop when I logged in upon return, and a few other nasty emails she sent her recent staff, which they were happy to share with us. Big Shot fired Jane on Friday. I just know if I was in OP's position, it would take a lot of restraint to not go out of my way to rub it in that person's face. I mean, I guess the whole circumstances working out the way they are is satisfying enough, but man, I would want to make it known to this person that I was the reason, me coming back two levels higher than them, was the reason they got kicked on out of there. This next story is, steal my expensive tanning lotions and lie to me about it? Back in 2012-2013, I had a tanning bed in my basement with a large collection of lotions, ranging from affordable to expensive. I'd used the affordable ones regularly or for guests to use and saved my expensive specialty lotions for special occasions or when I had a deep tan. At the time, I'd let a girl I went to high school move in rent-free temporarily while she was going through a divorce, and I allowed her to tan in my bed. Just ask that she not use the three super expensive ones on a separate shelf. She was very pale and didn't have a base tan yet, so she didn't need the stronger ones yet anyways. Weeks or so go by, and I go to use my favorite expensive regular tanning lotion, and notice it's mostly gone. I knew it had been her since I hadn't tanned at all. One of the three bottles of lotion was the hottest tingle you could get on the market at that time, and I'd added an extra tingle shot. For those of you who don't know, tingle lotions make your skin tingle and flushed. When you get out, you're often very tomato red until the effect cools a while later and water can reactivate the effect. It's recommended for experienced tanners with a deep base tan because it can be very intense. Then you'd usually start with a weak tingle and work your way up. It won't hurt you, but it's not fun if you use them without a tolerance built up. I reminded her nicely that I didn't mind if she uses my bed and tanning stickers, 
just not the three lotions. Out of over 20, she said she's only been using a bottle of banana scented lotion with a monkey on it. I knew better, so I mixed some of my tingle into the normal bottle of lotion I'd suspected she'd been using. Sure enough, the next day I walked in from getting groceries and hear yelling from the basement. She comes up from the basement shower wrapped in a towel. Her face and skin was so red that it looked like she'd been painted. She'd used my expensive lotion, then tried to rinse off in the shower and made it worse. I pretended not to know what was wrong, so she'd say, and she refused to admit what she did, but we both knew. It took a few hours before her skin looked human and not lobster again. She stopped stealing my lotions after that. Unfortunately, while I was hospitalized and ill, she also tried to steal an iPod Touch I had, but I had it jailbroken, and she tried to reset it without removing the jailbreak. When it got stuck on a boot loop, she left it since she couldn't figure out how to fix it. She tries to deny this too, but literally no one else had access. Luckily, she moved out right after, and I stopped hanging out with her. I mean, the moment OP assumed that there was some stealing going on here, I feel like some more firm boundaries should have been put up. I guess in retrospect, it's just a shoulda, coulda, woulda type thing though. Our next story is Karen's rant on town's Facebook backfires. I work at a rather famous home supply and maintenance store. I won't say the name, just in case. But to set the scene, a month or so ago, Karen and her husband came in to buy an appliance. They happened to come on a very busy day, and we only had two people in appliances, one of whom was going on our lunch. Well, apparently Karen wasn't happy that a couple of men who'd already been waiting were served ahead of her and pitched a tantrum, even going so far as to go up to the girl leaving for her lunch, who was no longer in uniform and was talking to another employee, and berating her for ignoring her. The girl told her multiple times she wasn't on the clock, and Karen informed her it didn't matter. She would help her right then. The girl told her she could wait or take her business elsewhere and went about her business. This apparently pissed Karen off and her husband as he proceeded to call customer service, I happened to be covering their desk, and began yelling at me that he was a GD man and that if we were going to serve other men before his wife, he would freaking serve him first. I laughed at him, said that's not how things work, and hung up the phone. We don't take abuse at my store. I definitely refuse to, and the managers generally support us in that. The funny part? Our town has a local Facebook page where you can post reviews and events, and Karen decided to make a massive post about what happened, only she actually didn't. She twisted it so that it seemed like she'd been purposely ignored. She hadn't, she just didn't want to wait in line. Denied service. She wasn't, she'd confronted and cursed out a teenage employee who was off the clock, and she and her husband had been verbally abused by every employee in the store. They had spoken to the girl and to me, and neither of us abused them. We were both abused. Of course, at first, she got sympathy from a lot of women of the same mentality. A lot of no one wants to work. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Any more comments? But one of our cashiers happened to be told about it and showed me. I'm petty, I'll admit it beforehand, but I made a fake Facebook account, I don't do social media much beyond lurking on Reddit, and joined the town's page. Needless to say, I first commented in explicit detail everything that actually happened, including direct quotes from the other girl. Then to sink the freak you Karen knife a little deeper, I copied my post and replied to every comment on her post, this isn't actually what happened. What happened was, insert comment here, within moments, the entire town turned on her. Hundreds of comments calling her a liar and a horrid person. The next morning, the post was gone, and she's never returned to our store. Was I a bit of a Karen myself? Maybe, but when it comes to my fellow employees, I tend to fight petty fire with petty fire. And thanks to the situation, and several more since then, I've become the go-to for dealing with Karens and rude customers when my co-workers can't get a hold of a manager. No way this can end badly, right? I mean, with the climate the way it is, if you live in the United States, it depends on what state you live in. Not gonna lie, sometimes it feels like it's getting a little freaky even when you're dealing with Karens like this now. Our next story is Dolakia Revenge, spiciest sauce ever. I read a similar story so I thought I should share mine. A couple of years ago, I lived with a roommate. He was cool, but his new girlfriend wasn't. I didn't like her from the beginning. She acted as if the apartment was hers and I was just an annoying guest who didn't give her privacy with her boyfriend. Fine, I leave the common area just for the two of you the whole day. I'll be in my room then. What I couldn't stand was her stealing my freaking food and drinks. My roommate didn't, it was just her. He apologized several times and paid sometimes for what she ate or drank, like my beloved red wine, cheese, and pasta. One day, I saw another friend going to throw away a bottle of bad wine that tasted like vinegar, because being left in the sunlight and opened for a while, besides it was old. I kept it and brought it home. I like spicy food sometimes, so I bought the most bad-to-the-bone sauce I could have. It had dolichia, hot as freak, uneatable for most people. I tried a single tiny drop and it was really spicy. I used the whole bottle in the pasta and arranged a plate to look tastier. Nice veggies on the side. Unfortunately, I wasn't there when the mouse fell in the trap, but my roommate told me she called the police to complain about me after crying for more than 30 minutes from the unbearable pain in her mouth. She tried the disgusting old wine too. I left it opened next to my window for days. She stopped coming to the house for a while, and when I next saw her, she would completely ignore me. Good. Freak you, witch. They broke up a couple of months later. Sayonara. It's either this or you go the slightly more tactical route where maybe you get them going a little bit longer and they're questioning why the food quality dropped off so much, and then you find out that beef stroganoff they thought they were eating is actually just dog food. This next story is 3 Minutes. 
I was three whole minutes late to a pediatrician appointment this morning. My kid had to poop when I was trying to leave, and GPS took me to the wrong place, and no one answered when I called for clarification on directions. Three minutes. No one in the waiting room, and they refused to see my kid. I had filled out all their pre-appointment paperwork online already, which takes a lot longer than three minutes. They could have seen my kid. So I called to cancel my other two children's appointments this week. I have zero interest in a pediatrician who doesn't allow three minutes wiggle room for appointments. And they put me on hold for three minutes, so I hung up. They'll figure it out when we don't show up. I know it's petty, and I'm probably the jerk here, and I shouldn't have been late, but three minutes. Really? The only question I have, is this this the first appointment? Since OP said that they filled out all the pre-appointment paperwork online, is this like their first one? Because most places where I went for the first time, I I mean I don't go to a pediatrician, but most places they kind of want you to come 30 minutes early because they gotta like put all the paperwork in in their system. I mean I don't know, I guess if you did it online it should be all fine right? Either way, with nobody in the waiting room, they shouldn't have given you any kind of a hard time. Our next story is, petty plus helpful equals a good combination. I was having a particularly bad day one dreary Monday. I work in IT, and the morning had been particularly terrible with outages, stressful users, and just outright outlandish requests from people, so I was already quite annoyed. This carried on into the afternoon, however, things started to quiet down. That was until I received a phishing text about claiming energy refunds, which just tipped me back over the edge. Normally I would just block, delete, report, and move on, but this just irked me for some reason, so I took matters into my own hands. I opened the link on an isolated virtual machine just to be sure, and it redirected to a fake government claim page, asking for bank card info to send the money to. The URL on the link was different to the URL of the fake bank page. I grabbed the who is of both URLs and found out who the domain registrar was and contacted them, explaining it was part of a phishing scam. The redirect URL was closed relatively quickly, but the main fake bank page wasn't, so I called the registrar direct and had them close it down while I was on the phone. I then contacted the supplier of the mobile number used for sending the text messages and had it blocked and cancelled. They required proof obviously, as did the rest, but the scammer's little operation tripped up for a little while at least. I know it doesn't stop them, and it's easy for them to get another host and number, but hopefully I stopped even one person falling for losing money, and that proved just how petty I can be. Yeah, sadly, in the way these things kind of usually work, what OP did here might have knocked one person offline from scamming people, but usually these operations have at least three, four, or maybe even a lot more people depending on the size. It's nice though to take one of those numbers down because god forbid nobody enjoys getting those terrible, very blatant spam calls. And more so, it sucks having to always inform grandma, grandpa, mom, or dad about these things and warn them. I had personally stopped people from going too far before getting scammed while they were mid-call. Like somebody saying to them on the phone to like open up their bank account webpage. Our next story is, colleague gets revenge for me. Back in 2011, I worked as an analyst for an oil and gas company. Well into my tenure, I was transferred into the group of a scummy putz who rarely seemed to do anything. He cared little for my work, so I worked more or less independently for 90% of my time. I later learned that part of why he wanted little to do with me was that he was taking credit for my work. 
following a meeting to which I wasn't invited, one of my colleagues comes to my desk and quietly says, Your boss is in deep S. He was taking credit for your X project and one of the other managers interrupted him and said, What are you talking about? Opie's been working his butt off on that for six months. He first helped me on it before he even joined your group. You had nothing to do with it. Apparently my manager then sulked back into his chair and remained silent for the rest of the meeting, only to disappear for the rest of the day for a last minute doctor's appointment or some such. I was quickly transferred out of that team and bent over backward to help every time that supportive manager ever asked for anything. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, honestly, that's the kind of thing you should probably suspend or fire an employee for. I mean, if it's that blatant, somebody was working on that for six months and they tried to take credit for it? That guy's not trustworthy, you can't have them around. Our next story is, wanna abuse me on the street? Don't fall asleep in public then. This happened in my early 20s and I just thought of it today. I promise it's not as bad as the foreboding title suggests. One fine weekday night, I'd gone out with a few friends for a few drinks. We had a favorite kebab shop that we liked to frequent after these kinds of nights. We were friendly with the staff, and the food was great. We went outside for a smoke while our food was being made, and while we were chatting, this big shaven-headed dude just appeared in the middle of us and tried to grab my arm. I jumped back, stumbled into my friends really, and flailed him away and he started roaring some half-unintelligible crap about how I'm no good as anything but a slave. What the freak? That he wanted to follow me home and beat the poop out of me before SAing and ending me? What the freak? Before spitting on me. It was so freaking sudden and just very shocking and scary. We all went inside when a member of staff who heard the commotion and saw me upset came out and got him to leave eventually after a fair bit of abuse. None of us were hurt, but I was pretty shook and more than a bit paranoid of seeing him about town for weeks. The pure rage in him towards me and everyone was genuinely frightening. Fast forward a few months and I've just finished work at a late bar. There was a 24-hour cafe around the corner I used to go to for tea and a toasted sandwich to take home, because I usually didn't want to cook at like 3am. In the middle of this cafe, there were a bunch of couches and tables where people used to go play D&D during the day, and those couches were comfy. Lo and behold, the man from before was there, stinking of drink and cigarettes, and passed right the freak out. This wasn't unusual to see here, because after a certain time of night when there were so few around, the single staff member just didn't care if people napped on the couches, and generally didn't like the confrontation anyway. I recognized him immediately, and an evil plan formed. Now, I'm no artiste, but I'm pretty crafty, and I always have something in my backpack. What I had that day was a dropper of the most obnoxious, iridescent, unicorn-esque liquid glitter and a few small tubs of the finest cosmetic glitter around in various colors. I waited for my moment and made my approach. I surreptitiously dropped a tiny drip from my dropper after warming it in my hands as I passed him to see how deep asleep he was. He was out freaking cold, so I went to town. I did a spiral of the liquid all over his stubbly dome, almost dying with fright as he sleepily rubbed his head at one point but to my glee, just spread it all over his face. While the liquid was still tacky, I gently dumped the fine glitter all over it, knowing that crap would set. It was beautiful, glorious even, 
like a clown screwed a Christmas tree and birthed a sparkly jerk baby. The barista, who I was quite friendly with, just watched smirking. He did ask me what the freak I was doing afterwards, but when I explained myself, he just laughed and said, Oh yeah, that guy's always such a jerk. I see nothing. Play stupid games? Win sparkly prizes? As far as I'm concerned, I think OP did a service here. I'd say this is an upgrade. Maybe you become a little bit more accepting of this drunk sleeping on the couch if they look that fabulous. This next story is... Sorry, I'm American. I can't understand your accent. My mom's birthday is coming up, and it got me thinking of a few stories from her past. This will likely be story one of at least two in the I speak the language, you idiot, series. Honestly, my mom gets off a bit worse than this one, but I think it still counts as petty revenge. So a long, long time ago, 1970s, before my parents even met, my mother was majoring in French and was currently abroad in France. I forget where she spent most of her stay, but she got to visit Paris for a bit. To hear her tell it, even 40 to 50 years ago, Paris was a beautiful city. But the locals deserved pretty much every French stereotype out there, as opposed to the rest of the country, who were embarrassed by the residents of their capital. While in Paris, she went to a salon. At the time, my mom had very long, very hippie hair down past her waist. She told the man what she wanted. In French, she was pretty much fluent at this point, which was a fairly basic trim and styling to which he nodded along. Sat her down, put the chair cloth over her, or salon cape, or whatever you call it. Got her all situated, and then snip snip snip, cut her hair off at about shoulder length before she could process and stop him. Naturally, my mom exploded at him. His response was to get all defensive with, I'm sorry, you're American and I couldn't understand your accent and implying she didn't speak the language well, so he misunderstood what she wanted. My mom eventually calmed down enough to sit back down and have him clean up and style what was left of her hair as a means of salvaging the damage he'd already done. Afterwards, she paid him the American equivalent of a quarter for a $50 haircut. This was apparently a very high-end salon. Guy had the nerve to try and correct her and insist on the payment, after all, she still got her high-end salon in Paris haircut and styling in the end, but she just turned it back on him. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm American and I can't understand your accent, and stormed out. Looking back years later, when I first heard the tale, she assumed he didn't just cut her hair to spite a tourist, he was probably going to sell it to a wig maker. It was long hair and probably sold pretty well. Apparently there's a lot of people in the comments here that apparently say in France or in some places it's kind of like a thing where they intentionally don't like to understand foreigners. I guess no matter where you look, if somebody lives in a place, they're probably not going to be like the most receptive to tourists I suppose. I guess they just assume average loud obnoxious American that doesn't understand anything, I don't know. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 